1: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is the first official solo episode. I've been teasing it for the past few weeks, and I have officially decided that all news episodes will be solo episodes. I rarely check my reviews, and I went in, and there were incredibly kind, sweet messages from all of you guys saying wow, we really like your solo episodes, do more of them, you should do more of them, you should do more of them. And because it's so difficult to sometimes lock down guests, and my full-time job is um, elevated from a -a 40-hour-a-week job to about a -a 50-hour-a-week job, considering I'm home and they know I'm not doing anything else, so... (coughs) I'm not resentful. So I'm incredibly busy and it's really difficult to lock people down and I'm constantly bailing on people and I'm turning into actually a horrific podcaster. That's besides the point. So I'm so, so, so excited to talk all about all things Bravo news this week and going forward for the foreseeable future. I also have one really cool announcement, which if you go to the link in my bio on my Instagram or the show notes here, you can have access to my merch. This amazing merch company reached out to me and we built a little store. My storefront is incredibly cute, and you can get yourself a tote bag, a t-shirt, a long-sleeve shirt, a mug. They are making masks with Bravo Happy Hour written on it, which I kind of find is a little ridiculous and kind of taking advantage of the moment. But evidently everybody else is taking advantage of this moment, so buy a mask. Actually, don't even buy the mask. Don't buy the mask. Don't. I personally like the long-sleeve men's shirt. It is so cute with white and the transparent Bravo Happy Hour logo. I'm telling you, wear it everywhere. People won't know what it is, and you don't have to even explain it. Just be like, if you know, you know. And definitely support the show. It's going to have its official social media announcement on Monday, but... Fuck it, I wanted to tease it right now because I'm really proud of another fun, cute, little endeavor that has started because of this podcast. So definitely go and buy it. I'm going to become one of those people who only wear their own merch now. I really wish I was going into an office every day because I'm pretty sure my coworkers would really appreciate just a merch-heavy wardrobe. You know, working at, like, a cute magazine meant I used to have to, like, get dressed up and put things on other than, like, camisoles and little biker shorts because my apartment is 650 degrees. But I would have been wearing probably, yeah, the the men's long sleeve white top with, like, a cute little denim skirt and, like, um, like a delicate little tie-up pink mule, which I am going to be wearing that outfit the moment... I get my merch in, so it's super affordable, and I think everything's for sale until August 4th. Clearly, I know so much about my own business, and I clearly read all the emails um, being sent to me, but regardless, check that out. It's really cute. Everything's super affordable, and it's another way that you can help support the show. (sighs) Well, starting off on sad news, Shannon Storms Bador from The Real Housewives of Orange County recently opened up that her and her three daughters are all positive for COVID. It's really upsetting considering Shannon is one of those people who I feel like has Amazon reoccurring packages where it's like every week she gets like the three pack of Clorox wipes and she goes through all three every single week. You know, it's obviously really unfortunate that all of them are quarantining in the same house and dealing with this together. But, you know, if anybody can handle a random virus that just came onto the scene. I feel like it's Shannon Bedore. Hopefully Dr. Moon has sent her some homeopathic remedies and that her and the girls are doing okay. I don't know what's worse, COVID happening or David being a new father again. I don't know. I really, really don't know. We didn't need this COVID situation happening to this family. They've gone through enough. Shannon herself was actually quite, against reopening a lot of the restaurants in Orange County. I remember, like, about a month ago, she was, like, walking outside of restaurants on Instagram being like, I cannot believe this Rothschilds is open! I don't say six feet! And so she at least was on the right side of history on this one but unfortunately ended up contracting the virus anyways which is just horrific this country has had over four million cases so throw a mask on throw a bravo happy hour mask on even though four minutes ago i was telling you guys to not buy it because i don't want to be profiting off of this pandemic but i don't know what's i don't know anything at this point i think the entire world is confused and just tired simply a lot of people on bravo have had COVID or Corona. We have Sheree Whitfield a couple weeks ago said that she had it. Jennifer Aiden early on. And let's not forget Andy Cohen. I can't believe that kind of came and went. I remember I remember where I was when I found out. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Damn, this COVID thing is really ruining everything. Ruining our television, ruining um, people's you know finances, health, making families not have to forcing families to not mourn together for people who are being killed by this horrific influenza. OC girls went on a little mini cash trip, except Emily, who po- tested positive for the antibodies. And then Shannon, who obviously tested positive for, I guess, the full-fledged thing. I don't even know the phrases. I don't even know the words. I don't even understand testing. I'm so dumb. Ugh. I just sit inside all day long and watch TV. And I think that is my that is my way i'm i'm giving back and and saving lives by the way this is a morning episode so you might hear the clanging of ice in my iced coffee i do 3 shots of espresso a little oat milk and 400 ice cubes just a great pro tip to get you jazzed up for the work day since production has been stalled on a lot of shows we've been noticing that new shows are coming out and that bravo is going to co- <clears throat> that bravo is going to actually have to pivot because a lot of their shows don't have footage and episodes available by the time that they're normally supposed to be airing. I was talking about a couple weeks ago that I was hoping that Salt Lake City Housewives were going to be coming out a little earlier, potentially to combat some of this lack of content that will be on Bravo. And rumor has it that it's coming back on November, not coming back, that it's coming onto our screens and into our lives on November 10th. So hopefully that's happening. There's been conflicting reports, but there always is. And I'm just excited. Let's get this show out. Let's get us a new crop of ladies. Let's let OC go and bring Salt Lake City in. I'm excited for a new area. And also one thing I do love about the household shows is that they really do expose you to just so many different parts of the country and parts of the world I don't really know anything about Salt Lake City, I've never been there, so I'm excited to see what the culture is like, how beautiful it is, and then, you know, probably 15 minutes into the first episode, I'm going to be booking a ski trip. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a sucker like that, but that's what network television does. We are being blessed this upcoming week with the premiere of Season 5 of Real Housewives of Potomac, and in that we have Candace Dillard, who again, if you guys didn't go back and listen to my Mommy Dearest episode with Kara and Mani came out this past Tuesday. It was so good. We talk about Candace and her mom, Dorothy, and their strange, strange, strange relationship. And as much as... Can- Ooh. <clears throat> I got like the puberty voice coming in. As much as Candace is ridiculous, I do think a lot of her reads are appropriate. So this past week, she got into a quote-unquote fight with Kanye West, which I love celebrity fights that are completely one-sided. Candace went on to Twitter, I believe, or Instagram and made this video saying how ridiculous his campaign rally was when last week he was going to be president, this week he needs to go to a mental hospital. I don't know. Kanye West is all over the place and I'm not shaming a bipolar person. I unfortunately had to date a guy with bipolar disorder and it was really, really difficult. So I understand Kim's plight right now, um, but I also didn't have four kids with the guy and could moonwalk the fuck out of that relationship. So... I believe she was saying something along the lines of, you know, voting for him is a, you know, vote for Trump and how, I mean, this rally was ridiculous. He was screaming about how North was supposed to be aborted and that he saved her life and all this disgusting stuff. And he is just so lost right now. And it's clear that no one really can rein him in and nor really should anybody have to. He's a grown man you know, when you marry someone, it's not your job to change this person. And Kanye's always kind of been flying off the handle. Now it's just more like Jesus based and Trump based, which is incredibly hard to swallow considering he was one of my favorite artists for a very, very long time and has really opened up a lot of conversations in this country. Um, George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was kind of major. So Kanye has given us not only like great cultural moments, but great music. But you know what? I always thought he did Taylor Swift dirty when he went up on the stage at the BMAs or the MTV Music Awards or whatever. And was fighting for Beyonce to win. I I just, I thought that was incredibly cruel to a. I think she was like under 18. This is pretty disgusting. So Candace obviously faced a lot of criticism for the way that she was accusing Kim of not caring about her husband and not stepping in to, you know, make him stop, which, like, again, he's a grown man, and as we've seen in their relationship, Kanye West is, like, protesting in Chicago, in Wyoming, back in Calabasas, like, now he's probably, like, in Chris Jenner's basement somewhere, like, not able to move, like, he did say, like, he was the star of get out and that that movie was based around him and i am not surprised as i just turn my spoon in my tea or my coffee Uh, reference to the movie go and watch it it's an incredible film so candace ended up having to apologize to the to the internet like kim didn't address this no one addressed this with her but she issued an apology saying you know there are many theories surrounding the chain events the chain of events around yay also i love that she's calling him yay I only care that he's being looked after. My frustration was born out of what looked like abandonment. If people say they're taking care of him, then they must care and I must correct myself. I hope the action can be swift and successful. But bipolar disorder takes a toll on the entire family. It's not like cancer. You can't see the tumor on a scan. Sometimes you don't know which version of your loved one you're getting. I get it. I hope this healing can be productive and private. Then she follows up and saying my anger and frustration was geared solely towards what looked like abandonment. It looks like no one was protecting him and the other people who were supposed to protect him, they were not there for him. That's what this looks like. I'm just so confused. What does she mean by it looks like no one was protecting him and the people who were supposed to protect him, they were not there for him. Well, frankly, if my husband was screaming to the heavens that my daughter was going to be aborted and all of these disgusting things and all these claims and also spending his time and money hosting rallies in the middle of a pandemic for a presidential campaign that is not happening, yeah, I would probably be like, bro... You do you. I'm going to stay here with our beautiful kids and stay safe and stay healthy. You do you because clearly you don't care about what the family wants. And of course, he is like under the spell of the Kardashians. And let's look at all the men in that track record. You know, Lamar Odom tried to kill himself in a bunny ranch. Like, let's not forget he tried to remove himself from the earth. Scott Disick, poor man, has spent years dealing with substance abuse issues and mental health issues after the death of his parents and he really became ingrained in the Kardashian-Jenner family like all of these men have been silenced and Kanye is just one of them and I think it's unfortunate because I mean and also wait before I even get into more Kanye fucking Bruce Jenner who spent 25 whatever years of his life with Kris Jenner not being able to be himself, which of course like being transgender is a lot different than like being mentally unstable, but still like not being able to ever tell your wife or tell your family this like very, very deeply rooted pain that you're going through is really difficult. And even if he did go to Chris, which like TBH, he probably did because if your husband's throwing on lipstick and putting on your dresses, you might start picking things up you might start picking up pieces of um what's he wearing and why is that and why is this and why is this and just go back to watch the kardashians and you could see that poor man is struggling there was one scene where chloe was begging him to cut his ponytail off and now hindsight you just look and you're like oh my god all he wanted was like beautiful long hair to emulate a woman and just it hurts me so candace ended up apologizing whatever let's not put him on the ballot, people. I know he, like, hasn't even done any of the proper paperwork, but his campaign rally in North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever he was, like, literally had less people than a Bravo happy hour meetup, which will be happening again when New York City opens back up. So put it on your calendars for 2021 at this point. So, you know, also, like, half the people at that rally looked like they weren't even voting age. It was, like, a bunch of, like, hype boys, like, who just, like, went to their junior prom the week before and, we're like, oh my god, Kanye's in town! It's so embarrassing. And to make things even more embarrassing, he listed, he is an independent, obviously, not a Republican or a Democrat, <clears throat> maybe. He listed his party as the birthday party. Um, so that obviously can't be formally recognized, considering it is not a political party. So he is such a fool, but I thought it was funny that Candace like got herself in this situation where then she's apologizing to fans more so than apologizing to like Kim or Kanye. Like both of them are definitely not sitting at home being really upset about what Candace Dillard has to say. Speaking of other incredible musicians of this generation, Monique Samuels, aka Hazel, came out with a new song last week. She came onto the show as obviously a mom, a wife, and DL, a rapper. And she came out with a new song called Drag Queens, which was definitely a little puzzling in the beginning considering she's like a cis woman and not a drag queen. She faced a lot of backlash because of that specifically, but she said how she sang the song, she ran the song by a transgender Beyonce impersonator named Riley Knox. And she said once she got her feedback, she knew she wouldn't be stepping on anybody's toes or coming for... An entire community that she is actually not a part of. With that being said, I'm not saying that Monique Samuels is the first person who has, you know, used the LGBT community for their own benefit. Madonna, anybody? Voguing, which was taken directly from Drag Balls, ended up becoming like the dance of the '90s, thanks to a white Italian and Lady Gaga coming out with a song called "Born This Way," which is all about like coming out. And like, don't get me wrong, I sing that song at least three times a week. But still, like, it's a gay anthem sang by a straight woman. Which so the song is actually really, really good. I I will give it. I will give it some listens, but at least she has a history of rapping and that's kind of been her thing for a while rather than Nene who came out with a song a couple months ago which I actually forgot the name of it but it's like come on and come on and come on that's all I really remember but (laughs) that one's like not one that's like thrown onto the workout playlist but drag queens might be put into it so make sure you go and download that if you want some new music in your life But Monique, I definitely think, is probably trying to figure out her footing. She has three kids now. And we saw a little bit in the teaser that her husband, Chris, who is, I think, my dream house husband. He's amazing, despite what I'm about to just say. Starts to bring up, like, you can't be working so much unless you get the money to pay for someone to watch the kids. So it's going to be more of that kind of conversation, which is really difficult. So many relationships are built on the man going to work and the woman staying at home. And once that woman starts working and developing into who she is professionally and personally, men get scared. And they said, wait, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for dinner every night and the kids to be bathed by 7pm and in bed by 7.30. And she's been on the show for, I think, three seasons at this point. So people really know who she is. And she has opportunities outside of the home. And, and that can be intimidating for a lot of men. And it At least Chris is really secure in himself, and you could definitely see that. Like He and Monique have definitely saved their pennies and bought all these homes and have really, I think, set themselves up for a a really good future, whereas a lot of ex-pro athletes buy Maseratis and buy these fancy cars. And live this life that is just not really realistic for the long term. And I do think that they've set themselves up to be successful for the long term. And I, and I think that's probably maybe why there's a lot of stability between them. Because obviously money issues cause huge issues in relationships. We see it with Juan and Robin on this very same show where he was a successful athlete. She didn't work. All they did was travel and spend money, which like sounds really fun. But, you know, when he's out of the NBA, then what? And when Robin gives all of her money to a random friend who ends up stealing all your money and then killing himself because he can't deal with the shame of uh, losing all his friend's money, then you're kind of left with nothing and you kind of have to, like, pick up the pieces. And then you're also still, like, living with this mental feeling that, you're, that you should be wealthy, that you should still be living the life that you once lived. So that emotional baggage that comes from once being rich is probably... Incredibly difficult. Luckily, I've been middle class forever and you know, maybe unless this if my merch blows up Maybe I'll go into upper middle class. So buy my merch Listen to my show stream it 7,000 hours a day and maybe I will one day (laughs) Make a lot of money and then lose a lot of money and then know what it feels like to be poor (laughs) These morning shows are ridiculous. I'm running on coffee I don't even have a lot of oat milk in this one, so it's mainly just three shots of espresso, so my eyes are going to fucking bulge out of my head very soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they
0: announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: So Real Housewives of Atlanta also has some fun news. We have some newbies on the horizon. Rumor has it that we have Drew Sedora, last name TBD, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, who is a Chicago Chicago native and an actress who was friends with Eva Marcel. They were in a film together forever ago. She also was in That's So Raven, The Game, Hindsight, Crazy Sexy Cool, The TLC Story, and her latest film, Influence, was released this February. And she's supposedly coming onto the show. Love it. Don't really know anything about her, and I've never heard of her before, but open to a new possibility of having a new actress on the show. And then we have LaToya Ali. Ali, I don't know. Again, she is friends with Candy Burris. They've been taking some photos together recently. And she has a very successful YouTube channel called LaToya Forever. She's a Canadian influencer with over 1.4 million subscribers on the channel talks about like lifestyle, fashion, does funny challenges, and mommy videos. Um, what can't she do? Clearly, she's figured out YouTube. I might need to go online and watch some LaToya Ali videos. Maybe I can kind of turn Bravo Happy Hour into more of like a Canadian lifestyle brand. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what will stick. Throwing everything at the wall. What will stick. I'm excited for newbies. I say, hey, bring them on. Eva's gone. I definitely think Cynthia's probably gone. Nini, I definitely think, is still in the picture, even though every week there's a new report. Nini's off the show. Nini's off the show. Nini's probably still on the show. I can't really see them not having her on, especially after Monique a couple weeks ago. Not Monique Samuels. Monique the actress and comedian who was screwed over by Netflix <laughs> had came out with like a video statement being like, I am not coming on the show. I could never take Nini Leak's place. She is... Atlanta which she kind of is and I'm actually doing a really fun deep dive with Troy McEady on Lisa Wu Hartwell and her husband whose name is escaping me right now but we're doing a play on his Dunzo podcast which is all about reality tv couples who have broken up so tune into that I think that'll be out in a couple weeks and also just a side note If you guys have any crazy, weird ideas for bonus episodes, please reach out to me because I have been in a little bit of a rut thinking of good ideas. I have great ideas, but oftentimes they take like months of planning or are expensive or make me have to read a fucking book, which is a little much. So let me know if you guys have any good ideas or any deep dives you want me to go on or one season wonders you want me to recap. I think I'm going to do Princesses Long Island soon. It might be a little too close to home, Considering I am from Long Island, I wouldn't say I'm a princess. I, I would say I'm like, what's less than a princess? I'm like, would I be a countess? <laughs> uh oh. The countesses of Long Island, I'll take it. Speaking of Long Island, we have a confirmation that the ladies from Roni are going to be filming their season, what is it, 13? 14? I don't know. Season whatever. Reunion out on Long Island on August 5th. Does anyone want to go out there and tailgate? Like, I feel like I can find the studio somehow. August 5th, I have like six days to find out the exact location of it. We can go, we can hang out in the parking lot, we can bring signs. And I feel like Sonia might actually, like, hang out and eat a burger with us. I don't know if she's doing her vegan thing anymore, but we'll see. It's also been confirmed that Tinsley Mortimer will be at the reunion. People have been hitting me up saying they've spotted her on the Upper West Side with strawberry and shortcake. <laughs> cute little names for cute little dogs. She's also doing pita ads, and there's, like, billboards of her being, like, adopt, don't shop, which is very cute. And also, like are those dogs adopted? Because they're so goddamn cute. I'm not really a dog person, but I would get a dog that I would adopt a dog if it looked like strawberry and or shortcake. Also, I had a friend who hit me up saying she saw Scott in the park walking the dogs and he was talking to himself, which is kind of difficult these days because is he wearing a secret AirPod? I don't know. But she said he was talking to himself and I need to know more about that. We need to know what's going on in Scott's head right now. I'm excited Tinsley will be at the reunion because... I miss her. I miss Little Tins. And we also have all the other ladies confirmed going. It's nice that actually all of this stuff hasn't been filmed yet because I think we'll get a really good read from Andy on Ramona and how she's been handling her traveling throughout these unprecedented times. <laughs> we'll definitely have conversations with Leah about her current sobriety, which I'm super proud of her for. And then I'm trying to think who else is on the cast. We have Sonia, who hasn't been doing anything too fucked up lately. Who else? Who else? We have Lou, who sold her house upstate, which I love the area of Kingston where her home is. There's a great wine bar called Brunette, if anybody is up in those parts anytime soon. I'm not sure if it's open anytime, but great little wine bar. And I always look for homes up there because I just, like, wish of having a family and a husband. So, and I just, like, love real estate. (laughs) So... And I just was like looking at real estate up there and it was just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then I clicked on her house, not knowing it was her home. And as I was going, I was like, look at this circle house. This is so cool. This is so cool. And then it dawned on me that I'm actually looking at the Countess's abode. And that was really cool. And I know a really riveting story for all of you listeners out there who care so much about what I do on Zillow at 1130 p.m. when I can't sleep. (laughs) They did say that they will be following CDC guidelines, such as a limited crew and mandatory face masks. And I'm assuming they could probably spread out the ladies on couches too. And so it should be interesting to see how this setup is, but I'm also excited to like, be moving on from the Zoom, Zoom Unions. I think they are a teensy bit played out. If you watched the Shaws reunion, that was a dumpster fire. And I just am excited to get back to a little bit of normalcy on these shows. And at my job, we're actually starting to do productions again too. And the rules and regulations around what we can and can't do and how we now will be handling productions is incredibly, incredibly sensitive and there are so many moving pieces and so I applaud the Rony team for getting this all done and in the next six days there's gonna be it's just every single thing now needs to be looked under a microscope whether it's like the craft services guy the craft services table won't exist you know coffee and water bottles you can't have like exposed cups like everything will need to be resealable and and it's just it's just gonna be a fucking mess and I think Unfortunately, like that is how things will be for I guess the foreseeable future, and that is why everybody should be wearing masks and washing their face and just staying home if you can. Hanging with the friends, hanging with the fam, you know, do dinner parties in the house. Don't go to bars. Like I'm in Brooklyn, and they have some of these cute little outdoor restaurants that, like you know, six months ago I would have been like, um, strap me down, give me a forty-seven dollar martini, and I'll have fun all night long. Six hundred dollars later, but. Now it's just, like, not even really something I am interested in doing. One, because I'm saving so much money by not going out. So I think, like, even post all of this, I feel like I'm going to be tamed a little bit, which kind of honestly needed to happen. So this was a fun little reality check, but... Just stay in if you can it, and it's hard of course like who the fuck wants to stay inside like I'm stuck trapped in a tiny studio apartment that's 450 degrees every single day working non-stop and then it's like you go outside and you're wearing a mask and you're like trapped in your own like like breath hell and like I brush my teeth I wash my masks I floss I do mouthwash I'm like why does it smell like a fucking casket in here this is horrible <laughs> I really just gave you guys a real insight on what's going on in the inside of my mouth. Um, but I have beautiful teeth. Um, many dentists have said so. <laughs> we also have rumor that there's going to be a new housewife of New York. Her name is Alicia Quarles. She is a host on E! News and a correspondent for Daily Mail TV. She also is a fixture on the Manhattan social and fashion scene. She's a mom. She worked at the Associated Press as the global entertainment and lifestyle sales editor and oversaw a overseeing oversaw who cares a group of over 60 people she went to usc so maybe she knows Shanna Bador. and she grew up in journalism so it makes sense that this um is an industry that she would get into she is also an african-american woman and so this would mark the first non-white on roni we we, we had the arc of Uh, Luann being Native American, but obviously said she was Indian and then started doing like ridiculous gestures and sounds regarding her heritage. Not going to do it here. Not going to get canceled on behalf of Luann. I cannot have that for my career. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's not confirmed yet. And so there's really nothing more to say, but bring it on, bring us some fresh meat. She's definitely younger than Sonia Ramona that squad so I think it would be great for Leah to have a an ally and also someone who's like not completely whitewashed I really did like that uh Leah just kept shitting on like the all white old people parties that Ramona kept bringing them to but what do, what do we expect people? Ramona was saying at that dinner that she couldn't online date because she was in the one percent, which like isn't wrong. Like she is in the one percent. We can't forget that. Like she bought a mansion before she was 30 out in the Hamptons. Like that's an incredible milestone for any person, man, woman, anybody. And she is like on another level of like money. And she's also not wrong that a lot of men are incredibly threatened by women with Jobs and careers and passions and goals outside of sucking their man's dick and like watching the kids all day, which like you know those are probably really fun things sometimes. But also, it's important that women feel confident and want to pursue careers. Like that's obviously very important. Who around the world, Ramona? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I say bring it on. I'm excited to see if this actually plays out because. Yeah, who knows? Who knows if she will. um, Hopefully this plays out. I'm excited for a potentially new housewife. And bring some change. I like a little cast shakeup. I think two years ago was like the golden crew. where We had Bethany and we had Tins. But without Tinsley, I feel like there's like a softness missing. And I think a new girl, Alicia, probably would be great. Leah came in with a very certain edge. And they kept saying Leah's a mini Dorinda and, like, a bad bitch, and a badass, and a badass, like, she, Lita has a certain je ne sais quoi when it comes to being perfect for reality television, but that, like, also is a lot to handle, and who knows what she'll be like next season if she's not drinking. She might be, like, more of a voice of reason, so, and um, we'll see, we'll see. Obviously, Lise is not coming back. She made a comment this week on Twitter saying she will not come back because her and Ramona cannot work together. So it's sad that their friendship had to end, but Ramona is a jealous, jealous woman and definitely did not want to have Elise on the show as like her. She definitely didn't think that Elise was going to be shepherded into the show and like have like testimonials and like actually be given a platform. So I think once that started becoming a reality for her, she was like, well, you are not my friend. I'm unfollowing you and you can go behind all my 51 other friends and you can be my last friend and poor elise like poor elise will just deal with it you know <clears throat> she's like okay whatever i'll be your shitty friend forever that's nice <sighs> staying kind of local real housewives of new jersey couple melissa and joe Gorga, are selling their mansion they put it on the market for 3.5 million back in 2017 and this past couple weeks they put it back on the market for 2.95 million and they've done some updates this is a 9,000 square foot property I think my studio that I'm in right now is probably 400 400 square feet uh yeah and it gets the job done granted I'm just one little me so it's not like I have like three little brat kids but still so this home is a private estate on two acres oh my god only two acres oh two acres of landscaped grounds okay I was like 2 acres for 3.5 million dollars or 2.95 it seems a little ridiculous. 6 bedrooms, 7 baths, 1 half bath, stone patio, pool area with entertaining and outdoor kitchen. Oh, I would do anything for an outdoor kitchen. I have, my second cousin's had an outdoor kitchen and they were so cool. It was just really nice to be able to have parties out there. There's a movie theater, recording studio. Like I would pay 2.95 million just to be in the place where on display was recorded. Yeah, I think that's definitely worth it. I wonder if they put that like in the Zillow link on the bottom where it's like, this is the location in which the top dance track of 2015 was recorded. Please don't forget about that bop. There's a massive gym, a pool table room, huge wine cellar, glam room. I like how people have now moved into having specific glam areas, which I agree because I am a clean organizational freak. And so sometimes I see housewives, Kyle Richards specifically, who have these bathrooms and the counter space is just full of makeup and brushes. And I think like what a germ infestation of disgusting cake that you're putting on your face. Ugh, like I love makeup. I love looking at makeup, but Kim Kardashian really did the right thing when she created like the Lucite, uh, little drawer thing in her bathrooms where she put like lipsticks, eyeshadows, whatever. That is some beautiful organizational work. Great job, Kim. Please give a masterclass to people on this network on how to organize your makeup better. But yeah, glam room. Bethany also had one of those too. Bethany had like the two, she had like the lights around the mirror that made her look like it's showtime, baby we also saw their house a couple of times on the show with like the quote-unquote marble and onyx like bathroom fixtures but like you really just like peel it off and there's wood underneath I feel like there's a lot of wood underneath surfaces in this part this house definitely I don't know where they'll move they've definitely teased that they would potentially want to move to California but I really can't see that and I don't know. They, they've teased that they want to move to California. I think one thing that was really holding them to New Jersey were Joe's parents, who unfortunately have both passed away at this point, And Melissa's father is also deceased. And they just have her mom out there. But her mom is really young, and so it seems like her mom would be able to like travel back and forth between the East Coast and the West Coast if they did theoretically move to Cali. But who knows where their next step is. I have a feeling they probably might just like buy Teresa's house. Just to to help out. Can you imagine? Melissa's like, you know what we did? Because we really care about Teresa. We moved into her house and we we're paying her mortgage. And now she's paying us rent every month. Because we're a good family. We're good people. We're good to each other. Stupid. Also, a lot of the ladies from New Jersey are getting, like full-on body lifts like I say body lifts because it's like more than a facelift it's a full body lift Dolores has a new body and I believe Margaret also does they've been going down to Maryland for this plastic surgeon Dr. Joseph Michaels and they've been I don't know getting nipped and tucked in all of the places and I mean good for them do you they all look beautiful but Dolores you have like a perfect specimen of a body I really don't think going doing interstate travel during the middle of a pandemic to get all your fat sucked out seems really necessary but actually the rye there has been a massive rise in plastic surgery during this time because people feel as if they can like sit at home and heal without people knowing it's like honey when you leave quarantine you have a new nose and 70 pounds off your stomach people might be like hmm unless you were doing four days a week of Pilates and eating a Whole30 diet for the past seven months, this transformation is not realistic without a doctor doing it. But do whatever you want. I do know that she, I think, has a new belly button, which is very Tamara Judge-esque. <laughs> so gross. We also have Teresa Giudice's daughter, who recently got a nose job. Teresa went and talked to the press saying, you know, she's above 18. She's above 21. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Actually, I don't know if she's above 21. I don't know. She can do whatever she wants with her body. And at this point, she wasn't able to... And she said she, she wasn't able to do it when she was a kid because she was a child and still growing. But now she's an adult. She's in college. And if she wants a nose job to make her feel more confident, then she absolutely can get one. And she looks just like Naomi from Southern Charm. They have that quintessential nose job nose. Which, hey, I grew up on Long Island. So every... 16th birthday for everybody I know who had like a dollar to their name had a new nose like three weeks later and unfortunately I have the same nose I was born with but I think it's a cute nose so I'll take it she also does have a hot boyfriend so evidently that nose has gotten her some hot dick so that's so gross um speaking of daughter's noses, Melissa Gorga actually has been spotted photoshopping her own daughter's nose. Melissa photoshops every photo that she's in. I should say face facetune. That's more 2020. But and also Photoshop is like incredibly difficult to use. So I don't think Melissa's using it. But she's been face tuning her own daughter's nose. And, and that's unfortunate. You know, you don't need to make your daughter feel as if she's not perfect exactly the way that she is. And if your mom is photoshopping photos of you, how are you supposed to feel about yourself? It's sad it's really sad we also have one other little jersey child update jacqueline larita's daughter ashley holmes recently decided to divorce her husband pete malio i believe they were together for like three years they have a kid together The kid is so cute and his name is cameron which i love little boys named cameron and i also love little girls named cameron But they decided to get divorced, which is really sad. I think the quarantine has done a number on a lot of relationships. I can't even imagine being so close to someone for so long. It would be so freaking annoying. Like, I've just got my podcast and a seamless account, and that's all. That's all I really have in this uh, quarantine. And I either, and really, neither can really fuck me over. So. I think the quarantine has really fucked a lot of relationships over and it's sad because they have a young kid and hopefully they can kind of re- reconcile if if hopefully he's like not a total jerk off. Ashley did change her name from Ashley spelled classically to A-S-H-L-E-E. So that's always a huge red flag for like mental stability if you ask me. We also have one little thing which I wanted to bring up which is Teresa Dudice on Cameo. There's a few that I think people I think people are trolling her at this point which like duh cuz she could barely read like the messages that she's supposed to be saying let alone like then read them back. She had one that I really liked and it said, Hi Jessica, this is booked by your best friend Rachel. She told me she just had sex with your fiancé's brother that had chlamydia and the family knows that he had it and it's starting to look suspicious. They want me to tell you what I would do if I were in your shoes. She goes, first of all, I would go to the doctor, get medication and get myself good and I think I would stay away from that family. Like, what are people making Teresa say on Cameo? Like how much is she? Because Teresa cow is really the gift that keeps on giving at this point how much 200 dollars wow 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 that's a lot of money for a troll that's a lot of money for a troll but if i had the money i would do it there's another one that says happy birthday i hope you have the best birthday ever and i want to remind you that men ain't shit This is booked from all your hosts, so don't be a prostitute. And if you want to be a prostitute, that's okay. And if you want to get engaged 19 times, that's okay too. So thanks so much for being a positive influence on the sex industry. I love that for us. On that note, (laughs) ending on the sex industry note, thank you so much for listening to my first official solo episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Thank you so much for listening, supporting the show, and supporting me, frankly, because this is my show and it's like my little baby. So be sure to go check out my merch. And if you liked the show and all of the others, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a nice little review. It means the world to me, and it means everything to the people who pay me to do this show. Thank you so much for listening. Buy the merch. Do all of the things, and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.